Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Sorted SF. Happy Friday. Um, it's been like a wild week. And by wild week, I just mean I haven't been managing my time properly and I've been going out like every night. Uh, so I'm recording this basically live um, at 7, 10 p.m. on Friday. So I'm really tired, but can't be a lazy bones and consistency and it's Friday. Okay. So I got back from Hawaii on Monday and that was great. Had a lot of fun. I finally finished this book called Say Nothing, which is about the troubles in Northern Ireland. And like, what a ride. 10 out of 10 recommend if you're into historical books. Um, Ask me anything about it because I'm obviously an expert now. I read one book. Um, I learned actually about one of the manners of death that can be on your death certificate um, in the UK. And it just, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. It's really grim because it's like a manner of death. But your birth or death certificate, your cause of death could be death by misadventure, which sounds so mysterious and cool. Um, obviously it's not because you're dead and that's tragic. Um, yeah, it's, uh, death that is primarily attributed to an accident that occurred due to a risk that was taken voluntarily. For example, a death caused by drug overdose. Drug overdose may be ruled death by misadventure as the user took the risk of using drugs voluntarily. Uh, Misadventure is a form of unnatural death, a category that also includes accidental death, suicide, and homicide. So, yeah, like I said, dark and sad um, because obviously we don't want people dying from avoidable circumstances. Um, Yeah, I've just been thinking about that phrase. It's wild. It's like an album name. Um, Dolores Price, one of the members of the IRA who didn't die during the Troubles, but she died way after, she had this written as her manner of death. Um, she was dealing with just like so much PTSD from tr- and trauma from like murdering people, bombing people, but as well as like being in jail and being force fed via tubes. And she drank herself to death. And so she was marked as a death by misadventure. Um, so it's still Pride Month, obviously. It's still June. Um, and so the Pride Parade isn't this Sunday, but next Sunday, the 26th. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Last month, there seemed to be, I guess kind of like throughout this year, earlier this year, there seemed to be some drama between the organizers of Pride and the SFPD and London Breed, our mayor. So today's episode is just kind of touch on that because I didn't really understand what the fuss was about until I did some digging. And yeah, so let's get into it. Today's episode Sources include a bunch of KTVU, KTVU news articles. That's a tongue twister. KTV, KTVU news articles and the SF Chronicle, which I finally bit the bullet and subscribed to. It's like 50 cents a week for like a couple months and then $5 a week, which I don't know. Do I need to spend $20 a month on a newspaper? I guess I spend way more than that on like literally everything else. So, okay. I won't feel bad about that. All right, let's get started. So the drama, let's start with some backstory. We're going back to 2016, right after the Orlando nightclub massacre. Um, Local SF pride 
organizers announced increased security would be happening at our own pride festivities here because yeah, the Orlando nightclub massacre just happened and they were like, oh shit. Uh, metal detectors and roughly 25% more police um, would be showing up at the themed, it was a themed parade that year of racial and economic justice. So this all kind of happened congruently with BLM, like really bringing attention to police killings, including the 2015 death of Mario Woods, who was shot 20 times by SFPD for reportedly refusing to drop a knife. The Bear Area chapter of BLM backed out of participating in the Pride Parade as Grand Marshal that year. Um, BLM member Malkia Cyril noting at the time that increasing the police presence at Pride does not increase safety for all people. The then head of the SF Pride board, President Michelle Miao, was like, yeah, noted, that checks out, and that going forward, Pride would, quote, rethink what safety means outside of police protection, because that's not the answer. So I think right there is just like kind of crazy commentary on the absolute crazy world we live on in, like where we need increased security for events so that a specific group of people can feel safe, but then the people in charge of those people's protection have a history of causing harm to other marginalized groups. And so like openly increased protection for one group creates fear for another. And that's just, oh, the world's so exhausting. It's, it's crazy. So a few months after this, after BLM was like, hey, we're not going to be in the parade. Thanks anyway. So a few months go by and the U.S. Department of Justice released a port, a report about SFPD, like not police departments, like about SFPD detailing um, kind of the same things that BLM had cited for not wanting to join the Pride Parade. Um, so I read some of the report and whew, some of it's pretty rough. Here's some highlights, some highlight quotes. This is, again, from the federal government talking about SFPD. The department has significant deficiencies in the operational systems assessed. Deficiencies were found ranging from outdated use of force policies to inadequate data collection and lack of accountability measures. We also found disparities in traffic stops, post-stop searches, and use of deadly force against African Americans. In addition, there are numerous indicators of implicit and institutionalized bias against minority groups. To be fair, the federal government did say some nice things, I, I guess nice things about SFPD, like, quote, allegations of biased policing by community members have not been sustained against any officer in more than three years, and community members' race or ethnicity was not significantly associated with the severity of force used or injury arising from an officer's use of force. So that was 2016. And in 2019, anti-police demonstrators blocked the parade route on market here in SF for almost an hour. Video footage circulated on Twitter and it shows officers shoving people and at one point dragging a protester across the pavement. In the background, you can hear people shouting, cops out of pride. Um, SF Pride asked that the city's Department of Police Accountability look into SFPD's actions. And then the city followed up a year later saying it found no evidence of wrongdoing. Uh, local pride leaders issued a statement condemning the findings or lack thereof 
and announced a uniform ban when marching in the parade, when officers wanted to march in the pride parade. Um, and so I guess I didn't mention this. There is um, the SF Police Officers Pride Alliance. And so it's like a group of first responders who are also like gay. Um, and so they were asked specifically like this uniform ban of like, hey, you can't wear your uniform is meant specifically for them for when they show up with their banner saying, you know, like SF Police Officers Pride Alliance, they can't be in uniform. That's what the ban was. And SF actually wasn't like the first one to try and do this. Um, I guess Denver and DC and cities in New York had already like banned police officers from like dressing in their uniforms during Pride. Um, but like to be clear, SFPD is like people who aren't marching the parade, like there's a police presence, like on-duty officers. These are this was specifically for off-duty officers who were like going out on their weekend to march in the parade with the alliance. Okay. And yeah, so no uniforms for them. The rule does allow for the cops to wear like their SF. PD t-shirts, sweatshirts, just like no official uniform and badge. And it was hit with major backlash. And so even though this ban started in 2020, COVID put a pause on parades. So this is the first year that would actually be in practice. And like I said, it's just drama city. Because in one corner, you have the gay cops who feel like they've had their backs turned. They've had backs turned on them. In one corner, you have the gay cops who feel like people have turned their backs on them. And so SFPD Pride Alliance said that they're just going to boycott the parade altogether along with other first responder groups. Um, and then Mayor London Breed came in and was like, I'm with the cops. Quote, let's be very clear about who we're talking about. Brave women and men who not only have the courage to put on their uniforms and go out and risk their lives every day to serve our city, but who also have the courage to do so as openly out men and women in uniform. So now you've got a bunch of cops in the Pride Alliance boycotting London Breed. The mayor is like, yeah, same. I'm boycotting too. Suzanne Ford is the interim executive director of SF Pride, not the Alliance, but like the people who run the parade, she stated in response, we didn't ask anyone to hide or not denote who they were. We just don't want full uniforms out of harm reduction to marginalized members of our community. This is principles, not personalities. The Pride Alliance, the queer police officers are our siblings. They are a part of our community. We know that. But we have other members of our community that don't feel that way. So... I like, I don't know, tensions are high and not that like my opinion is of any value, but it's my podcast. So here it is. Um, like from the police officer side, it just kind of feels like a little, like I get it. I don't want anyone to like, it just feels a little blue lives battery. Like just another way to like deepen that like cop brotherhood or whatever and like just further entrenching itself and the idea of that like your personhood and identity is attached to your job and I feel like it just ends up being a bit more divisive and like more us versus them 
like look how we're treated because we're cops like because some people don't like cops we can't like it doesn't have to do with them being gay at all it's it's like not a I don't know on the flip side I do understand from like a gay cop standpoint like one cop um said it felt like he was literally he felt like he had to literally like put his uniform back in the closet and like go back in the closet because he wasn't allowed to like be a cop and wear his uniform and be gay um and there was you know obviously a time when you couldn't be an out cop so the their existence like is a sign of progress i don't know just another just another messy day in america i don't know i'd l- i wish i had a better vocabulary to describe how I feel and state my opinions better. But then it's also one of those things of like, do I need to have, like, why don't I just shut up and let other people who know more (laughs) say things? Uh, Then you wouldn't have a podcast, Monica. Um, Okay. So since the drama unfolded earlier this month, London Breed and SFPD Pride Alliance and the SF Pride Board have reached an agreement. And so everyone's back marching in pride. Instead of everyone wearing their uniforms, there will be three groups of officers in different dress. The command staff will march in the parade in special dress uniforms and will not have weapons. The second group, which will have fewer than 10 officers, um, they will be in uniform they will have weapons, but they're there just to, like, support the command staff. I don't know what support the command staff needs. I'm just walking in a parade, but whatever. Um, and then the third and the largest group will not wear uniforms, but can instead wear other clothing, such as polo shirts with branded department logos. And so it seems like a pretty standard by the book compromise. So I guess that's, like, cool. But also, I know this is about, like, the principle of the thing from the cop side, but, like, why do you want to wear your uniform when you're off duty? Wear a t-shirt. It's going to be hot. You're going to be walking like miles. Um, But I know it's the principle of the thing. So yeah, that's kind of the drama. Um, I'm glad it was resolved. And again, like I know I'm just like uneducated in these topics and I'm trying to learn more. Um, so if anyone has any good places for me to start of how to be a more, I don't know, intelligent person who doesn't have my own biases and preconceived ideas about how to feel about certain groups of people, not gays, obviously the other ones. Um, yeah, let me know. Um, yeah, the Warriors won, which is cool. I was at a wine bar last night on West Portal of all places and like the game was on. I didn't realize it was like the final, but the place went absolutely crazy. I did not think a wine bar would be the spot that would pop off her basketball, but life's full of surprises and it was absolutely nuts. It was like all white women over 50. (laughs) Um, Weird crowd. Um, But the parade's on Monday, and I was thinking of going, but I think I'm going to go to the Monterey Aquarium instead because there's a really cool deep sea exhibit that I want to go to. And, yeah, I don't know. 
there you have it. Another week in the city's come and gone. You know, this is like such a lackluster last minute ep, but whatever. I'll see you next Friday. Love ya.